Grace to Stand is back, and this is our one-year anniversary. Not really. It's probably about our 13-month anniversary. We forgot it was one year, and so Darren and I are here on our front porches, or at least I'm on my front porch, the first time recording this way, and I do have a fan on, so I don't know if we're getting background noise. And Darren, where are you with that kind of beautiful background right behind you? I'm I'm sitting at my kitchen table in a different place than I've normally been. And we so we moved. I think I mentioned this in our last last episode. We moved over to Clayton, North Carolina, which is in suburban Raleigh, just on the southeast end of Raleigh, the fastest growing city in North Carolina and the fastest growing county Ooh. in North Carolina. So who knew? Who knew you're you're a you're a mover and shaker. You want to be right on the front edge of what's going on, huh? Run, running for mayor. At the next election, <laughs> so I would vote for you. Th- <laughs> think at least I'd have one, <laughs> one vote. I think I'll stay. I'll, I'll keep my day job. But at any rate, yeah. So we're here in uh, in Clayton in in the Raleigh area, and uh, so I'm still serving with Ministry to State. And uh, the, the big news on our end is that. I uh, will be serving as the Minister of Teaching and Discipleship at Grace Reform Presbyterian Church here in Clayton. So the congregation just extended that call on Sunday morning, and I'm really excited about it. It's a it's a fantastic church uh, planted about eight years ago, a little over eight years ago, and um, it's in a, a growing, kind of booming area, and uh, all generations of folks are there people from everywhere who've moved to the area, people who've been here for a long time. And it's just a church that really loves Christ, loves his mission, uh, the gospel's faithfully preached, people are seeking to grow in the grace and knowledge of him. They all come with their wounds and hurts and, and ways in which they um, have sinned and been sinned against, and they're they're seeking to, to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. So I'm grateful to be uh, part of the church and to be serving there and also serving with ministry to state. So it's that's, a neat that's time. That's great. I know you love that church. I, I you, You've spoken about that church. You've preached there. You've spoken about them quite a bit to me. And so I, I'm happy for you. I always, I know you're great at what you do and we love partnering and supporting with you at ministry to state, but I've always told you you're, you're a pastor at heart and uh, congregationally, I, I see you as a congregational pastor. So I get, I'm glad you get to do both. And um, yeah. they're, they're going to be blessed. I am not happy that you moved to Raleigh. And <laughs> so if you had given me enough notice, I would have prayed against that. Uh, well, for, for my will be done in your life. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, there, there are people who probably have... Uh, to pray that, uh, praying other things that their will would be done in my life too. But, <laughs> but uh, certainly, uh, yeah, it's a little bit further, but not not too much farther down the road, and um, still still in the neck of the woods. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, good. Enough. So we we as we've talked, we you know the summer was really busy for both of us. You certainly planning for a move and everything I've already shared and. We took a lot of time off and I don't think we were really ready to get back to this. And then it kind of hit us that we've done this for a year now. We actually started it at the end of June last year or beginning. I think the first episode came out beginning of July. And uh, we thought it would be great to do some reflections on mm-hmm. this relationship and this project and uh, and the concept of grace to stand 
and all that. And so what, do you remember how this came about even? I think it came about because you and I would have uh, phone calls or lunches and we would uh, dissect everything going on in the church, in the Christian life, in our denomination, in uh, just our own pastoral work. And uh, before long, we would be on the phone for a very long period of time, or we would have uh, a breakfast that would merge into lunch. Uh, yes, I, my, I had my <laughs> I had my phone on silent. <laughs> I had my phone on silent while we were having breakfast one time, and my my wife called and a couple times trying to get a hold of me. It wasn't an emergency or anything, and I mean I don't know. I think she thought the rapture came and she missed it or something. <laughs> but at any rate, we uh, so we we just kind of threw around the idea of having a podcast. I think you brought it up. And, and, uh, so we, we, uh, decided to do it. It's been a lot of fun and I hope it's been beneficial to, to people. We've, we've talked about some great, uh, topics over the course of, of, uh, the time that we've been able to, to connect on here. And, uh, we've been able to interview a few great people. I mean, Palmer Robertson, of course, was a great, uh, episode it's always good to talk with him and learn from him and i i think we i think we uh reintroduced him to the to the pca uh i mean not that he was forgotten but so many people you know i had people say they didn't know he was still alive because he was in africa for 25 mm -hmm. years of course of course he showed up at that general assembly last year and and that was we, we all said that was a big moment but nobody you know kind of knew how to get to him and uh, he did our podcast, and right. it's it was a super blessing because he talked about everything from his latest books, and he's working on the, this trilogy of of New Testament biblical theology, but also about a lifetime of ministry, his heart for missions, and he has uh, become a dear brother. And so, yeah, that's that's right. Um, yeah, you got that right about like. I remember that time at the restaurant in particular. I remember it was, I think it was a breakfast time or something, and we ended mm -hmm. up taking it outside. It was kind of gloomy out even, and yeah, your right. phone was buzzing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it definitely, the relationship's been iron sharpening iron. You've helped me think through things. You have a great way of thinking through things. And I think like so many of the conversations we were having, I said, man, I wish we recorded that. Because I've wanted to, or thought of doing a podcast for a few years, even in Florida, but for me, the intention was really this was about my my congregation, and uh, from on, from my end, and I, and and I know for you mm -hmm. it serves to mm -hmm. uh, bless you, you know, the people that are in your, your your donors and those in your sphere, and now hopefully this new church you're a part of. But I thought my people hear me speak enough. I I preach most weeks. I am often teaching. Uh, we we have Wednesday night. Uh, get-togethers at the church. I teach classes there. I teach at men, you know, men's breakfasts and events for the church. And so I don't want it just to be George, you know, teaching in that format. And uh, I said a conversation would be good because you can learn a lot from conversation. And I think that's, I think that's what podcasts do for people. It's not simply like mindless, like just listening to somebody's conversation or watching you know, a sitcom on TV, but you're learning through dialogue that you 
it's almost like you enter into it or they, you know, hopefully the people kind of, and they can get perspectives and angles. And so that's always been my focus on this for congregants. I've always looked for ways to teach more at the church. I, I just believe in the power of the word and that you can't get enough of it, but I, I don't want another Bible study. I don't, and so this has served that, you know, and in that we've done, we've done a lot of things. I mean, we taught through a lot of the Westminster larger catechism on the, the reform view of the moral law of God and how that relates to all areas of life. And I thought that was, I thought that segment this year, you know, 10, 12 episodes or 15 episodes, whatever it was, really brought together what I was hoping for from Grace to Stand, which was taking theology and often deep theology and bringing it to the Christian life in all areas, you know, and that's so for in theological terms, like how does orthodoxy translate into orthopraxy, right doctrine into right practice or living. And I, I thought that really did that. But we've also talked about like seasons of life very specifically, but also just or very broadly, but very specifically as things would would come up. And so, yeah, those are some of what I've enjoyed about it. And you also had a really great interview with Matt Lee, uh, a ruling elder in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, who's who's uh, moved away from that area now, I believe, and but he still is serving actively in the PCA, and he's he's been writing uh, a, a good number of articles that have been uh, published online, and and he's a he's you know an academic and in a number of ways as well. And uh, that was just an outstanding episode to glean from him, his perspectives on education, his perspectives on Christian education, his perspectives on trajectory within the PCA. I mean, the research uh, methodology that he brings to the table on a number of issues going on denominationally has been really helpful, I think, for uh, for our denomination as a whole. He's a real, he's a ruling elder, and has really been just an outstanding leader for our denomination in that regard. So it's been it's been a privilege. That was a, a great episode as well. But I mean, you know, back to what you were saying a moment ago, that we one of the things we we tried to do. I mean, I think our the 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 title of our podcast is "Grace to Stand," and you think of that passage in Romans chapter 5 uh, verses 1 and 2 where it says therefore we have been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through him we have have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God and so that's what we've really been seeking to lean into you think of our of our justification, our union with Christ, that whole chapter four of Romans where it talks where Abraham is justified by faith. And, and um, it, it says there that his faith was counted to him as, as righteousness. And faith, of course, being a, a gift of grace, a gift of God. And so we, we stand in that grace. And then you get into Romans chapter six and it deals with the question of, does the law not matter anymore? And then he says, absolutely not. And so it, it, it grace in, in that regard is the fuel for the Christian life, right? It's yes. the fuel that propels us to live uh, by faith. And when we live by faith, our lives increasingly conform to Christ-likeness in every manifestation. So we've been, I think in, in many of our episodes, 
we've really been trying to go back to that idea. Whatever it is that we're talking about, we're going back to that as the foundational principles upon which we uh, have been speaking and, and uh, working through these podcasts. Yes. And, and, you know, for me, it's been like, I want that to be the foundation of my life, you know, in, in which I stand, you know, you stand in a, in a foundation. It's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ for us and on our behalf. And yet how easy it is to, to forget that. And I, I, I hope we have done that, but I know there's, there's episodes we probably haven't circled back. We usually try to in the last couple minutes connect it back to that sometimes i'll even joke and that's grace to to stand <laughs> in but uh yeah that's definitely the theme verse and and i also think of uh i i grew up on keith green music actually it was big in in my family and he you know he has a song on this and it's just amazing how music stays in your head you know <laughs> and uh yeah we need to be standing in the grace of christ that nothing we have is is our own it's all a gift um and whatever we do and accomplish is by his grace you know and um whatever we're gonna face he's gonna give us the grace to face it to, to stand in it to stand in in who we are in christ our identity in christ our inheritance in christ um and and in that it's we're not standing in ourselves, you know, we're not standing on our own righteousness or works or effort or reputation or position or prestige or any of it. We're not standing in our latest accomplishment and we don't have to stand in our latest failure. We don't have to wallow in brokenness. We don't have to um, say, woe is me. You know, we can, uh, like I've told the congregation, like, have a good cry with God. Go ahead. And then get up in the power of the Spirit and walk in newness of life, you know. And there's a lot of churches that are just afraid to tell people something as simple as that because they're afraid of, like, it's it's crippling. It's, it's uh, crushing to tell people. they can. And it's like, man, the Bible I read and is, is, is a Bible that's all about encouraging people to get up and walk in, in, in newness of life, you know, to do right. the hard things in the power of the spirit for the glory of God. And that's some of what I think of when I think of, of, of grace to stand, it's, it's our foundation and it's our fuel, as you said. Right. Right. And I, I, I think you're, you just hit the nail on the head with that because, you know, on the one hand, and we're always vacillating here, right? I mean, on the one hand, there are churches, there are Christians who have this, uh, they, they really minimize sin. They minimize the the gravity of it, the consequences of it, the offense to God, the 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 the, uh, the true definition of of what it is that sin is not merely you know an encroachment on your quality of life or that of someone else, but it is, you know, as as some have said cosmic treason it's uh it deserves god's unmitigated wrath and that's a that's something that we need to we need to we need to truly believe that about our sin but so often i mean there's a there's a there's a category of, of people who can just get so 
enmeshed in that idea that they that they they live a, they they they're flying through life with their flaps down. I mean, they don't have power because they're not really grabbing on to grace. Um, and then there's the the other side of that. that that's we, a great that's a great phrase right there. I hope you if you don't coin it, I'm going to grabbing on to grace. That's going to be a sermon. Uh, yeah, there you go. That might be this <laughs> week's sermon. <laughs> right, right. I mean, so there there are, there's that there's a group of, of people on one side who who become so self-loathing in their sin, and then there's a group of people on the other side who who um, who just minimize it. You know, you, you, you can you can it emphasize sin to the point to where you to where you don't see the grace of God that is greater than your sin and then you can see that your sin is really not not that bad and you don't need that much grace and i think that what we're trying to do is we're trying to say um no you you're you're not just sick in your trespasses and sins you're dead in them and it's mm. god's grace in in the gospel that we read about in in Romans or uh, not Romans but first uh, Corinthians 15 standing upon the gospel of grace there yes. that he talks about and um and and as we do that the more deeply we understand that we are that we've been justified adopted that we've been sanctified you know definitive that definitive positional sanctification is is what fuels that progressive sanctification that progressive nice. growth in in Christ that progressive conformity to Christ putting off the old man putting on the new man and so it, that's not legalism legalism is 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 a, another thing altogether that's that's not looking to Christ and looking to yourself looking looking within instead of looking without and believing that you either gain God's uh, God's favor or you keep God's favor on the basis of your merit. But we're talking about just having such a such a vision of the gospel uh, and and a existential personal grasp of it that that our lives begin to to change and take the shape of Christ. And so that's I think you know however imperfectly we do that. I think that's the aim that we're trying to have, and whatever it is we're talking about. So as we go forward, I mean, we may, we may have interviews with other people. We're, we're going to be talking in our upcoming episodes about worship, right? You know, so uh, things like regular principle of worship, family worship, worship in all of life, sacraments, all those things, um, and and ways and what what proper God glorifying worship really looks like um, versus not, and, and you can. You can look at that legalistically, but really, what we're doing is God has shown us how to how to worship uh, Him in spirit and in truth. And as we as grace, uh, uh, the the grace that God extends to us uh, takes root in our lives, we we worship Him in the ways in which He's called us to, and and it's for not only His glory, but it's also for our joy. Yes, absolutely, and. You know, hopefully we can tap into a little bit of that. I mean, worship is for God, of course, but it is for our good and it, mm -hmm. it centers our life. It should center our life and it should matter and we should hunger for it mm -hmm. and it should make the rest of the week all the much better, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I look forward to those those conversations on 
on worship. Um, where do we want to go from here? <laughs> well, I, I'm just well, I'm just kind of thinking like, what? How does how does the the whole reality of grace? How is that a counterintuitive uh, angle of life? for the for the you know the unbeliever for the for people who yet to come to know Christ i mean what what are the dictates under which they are living mm. versus that of what the scripture teaches about grace and how is that good news for, i mean how, how i guess how does that shape the way in which we approach our our work our our culture, the affairs of, of life, um, whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's really good. So, you know, my, my pastor in, in South Florida, before I came up here, TJ Campo just was really, was really good on the connection between faith and grace. Mm -hmm. And so when you say like, or, or you didn't use the word paradigm, but like the, the different paradigm between how the Christian ought to live life and how the a non-believer would live life. And Paul Paul would say, well, we're to live by faith, um, by the spirit, not by the flesh, you know? And so, so often when we hear about fleshly living, we think of fleshly sins particularly like maybe sexual sin or, or something like that. But when Paul uses, you know, to live in the flesh, he's talking about living under your own power and under your own effort, just making decisions based on your own will as opposed to God's will. Um, living in fear rather than by faith is, is by the mm -hmm. flesh. And so to, to walk by the Spirit or walk by faith so we have the, the verse, of course, in, in uh, Ephesians 2, 8, you've been saved by grace through faith. And mm -hmm. then the verse that you you referenced in, in Romans 5, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace. And so Ephesians 2 and Romans 5 are, are indicating, and of course, the scriptures you know, fully bear this out, that the way we get grace is by faith. Mm -hmm. And so why I reference the pastor in, in South Florida is so he he said he he calls it the organ of reception uh of 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 grace is is faith. And so how you know the ear is the organ of reception for the sound waves that you know it doesn't create the sound it just receives the sound, you know, mm -hmm. or, or the eyes receive the light. It doesn't create the light. It doesn't create the images. It just receives them, you know? And so faith receives grace. And that, that's a, just a great way to view it. And so to your specific question, it's like, if we want to experience, feel, receive the grace of of Christ, we we are, we need to be doing that by faith, and you know, as we talk about worship, we'll talk about the ordinary means of grace, and word sacrament prayer. But like word sacrament prayer, don't produce the grace when done in faith. 
those activities through those activities we will receive grace you know um like an unbeliever does not get grace by taking the lord's supper because they're not taking it by faith you know right 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 and and how the last thing i'll say is how that impacts our daily decisions it's like when we just have an awareness of what faith means and how we approach situations in life whether it's disagreements with people or how we have to accomplish something or how we we there is a paradigm of faith that makes those graceful inner encounters Mm -hmm. so yeah i i think i think you're spot on there you know and i I think of the i briefly referenced the passage in romans i'm not romans again but um, first corinthians 15 that paul says now i would remind you brothers of the gospel i preached to you which you received and in which you stand and mm. in which you are being saved if you hold Amen. fast to the word i preach to you right so there's there's that aspect of it there that the the it, great the gospel is a gospel of grace and back to romans 5 you know we talk about rejoicing in the hope of the glory of god and i think that the, 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 the grace of the grace of God enables us to rejoice in the hope yes that we have now currently but also the future hope the future grace that we will uh, obtain that in this life and and in that which is to come so our whole life I mean every 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 nanosecond of it is a is a moment of God's grace to us it's it's never it's never uh you know, depleted or vanishing because his steadfast love and faithfulness endures forever in in all the changing scenes of life, like we talked about last week. So, I mean, I think about like with regard to to our our friends and neighbors and family members who who've yet to to come and taste and see this grace. I mean, what what is left? I mean, you you have to your your life has to be it has to be galvanized by something, right? I mean, something has to something has to, to cause it to, to take shape and have meaning and validate it. So if your life isn't under grace, then you live, you live in, in fe- some manifestation of fear. And that's what you were talking about just a moment ago, right? There's, there's, there's faith, which is a gift of grace, or there's, there's fear. That would be the contrast of it. And how does it manifest itself? Well, I mean, in, in the, the pursuit of, of, of power, pursuit of just having control pursuit of like the idolization of 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 safety you know which 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 can be something like um having having all of your personal comforts or having you know having to amass more and more and more or having to have a a a barricade around your life to where there's this lack of vulnerability you you don't let people in because of your fear of of being hurt or there's this um this tendency to dominate and control and rule over people and i think we see that a lot you know just on the headlines of the the culture i mean the whole cancel culture thing is so much about that right i mean like we're just it's 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 just domination it's it's just move these people to the total margins of society and that's there's uh, and then and then there's just the, the the human approval factor right i mean everybody wants that i mean you just your your life your your 
your self understanding is based upon how you're viewed by by others, and that just ebbs and flows. And the problem with all of that is all of it ebbs and flows, right? I mean, you're you're never going to be approved enough. You're never going to have enough power. You're never going to have enough control. You're never going to be safe enough. You're never going to have enough protection. It's never ever going to. I mean, as soon as you get it, there's there's going to be just a little bit more. It's like what what uh, uh, John D. Rockefeller said. You know, <laughs> how much, how much does a person, somebody, he was asked one time, you know, how, how much do you, do you need, how much money is enough, right? I mean, and his, he was the, the richest man in the world at the time. He's, and his answer was just a little bit more, right? Just a little we, bit more. We need just a little bit more of everything. That's right. <laughs> so, but the, the thing is, is that the, the grace that we have in Christ is, is, is an, I mean, he's the, he's the eternal God. And so there's no beginning and there's no end to him. And so the grace that we have is eternal. There's no beginning or end to it. So when we read in in the Psalms that he casts our sins off as far as the East is from the West, there's no end to the East and there's no end to the West. (laughs) I mean, and that's how much grace we have. And that is, that's propelling us through life. Um, Right. When all of those other idols that I mentioned don't, they don't measure up right right and i i think for me like as you were talking it goes like what like really practically if this sounds so esoteric to somebody i don't know what what we're talking about (laughs) um about how like grace can help us be vulnerable with people or uh do something that we might fail in and, and and go boldly into it or whatever it's goes back to for me our adoption and who we are in christ i mean that's like it is grace that not just our, our sins are wiped away and not just that we get Christ's record, but we get Christ's identity. He is, you know, the eternal son of God and he makes us children of God. And, and, and of course, in a different way than he is, he is the only begotten, but this creator of the universe who we owe all our worship to, who will judge everything has decided to say, I'm going to treat you like my son because you are my son or my daughter. And, and that identity then, if we really get it, if we really believe and have faith in, in, uh, who God is in that, and that that's really ours because of Christ's work, then we don't have to worry about, um, fear in our interactions or being vulnerable with others because you know again romans 8 for god is force who who could be against us you know it's uh but but it's hard you know but if we get that and we can walk and live in that identity and the only way to do that is is by faith (laughs) uh we have to actually believe it you know and that's a hard thing but but that that Mm -hmm. that is that is something to stand in you know and it really just when you unpack it create it ought to create a humility in us because i don't deserve to be a child of god i don't i don't even if i lived perfectly even if i wasn't born in sin and lived perfectly i don't deserve to be a child of god he is other he is beautiful he is perfect Mm -hmm. and yet when then you consider that not only do i have a sin nature that, that i'm born with but i commit sin cosmic treason um, which is more than simply 
you know, viewing it as falling short, although it is, it is, it is, it is hatred of God when you commit sin. You know, and we don't, we don't view it. We love the little accident, um, and yet He, like you said, fr- overlooks it from the east to the west because He has given us Christ's righteousness. And do we really believe that? And that's what we stand in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the more the more deeply your your self definition is oriented around the gospel, around grace, around being which which is his grace that brings us into union with Christ, that declares us not guilty, that declares us righteous in his in his sight, that 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 uh, brings about that adoption and gives us all the rights and privileges of being his son his sons i mean that that um that that is transformative in the way in which we we understand ourselves and other people and the world and as the christian starts to get that he or she begins to live a, a much more authentic life because that's who you are i mean that is that is how how does how does god define you well Yes, you're you're a sinner, but you're you're a redeemed sinner. <laughs> you're not just a sinner; you're a redeemed sinner. You're in Christ. You are His child. You are adopted, and and when we live when we live counter to that, we're we're living at odds with who God, who ultimately declares us, that ultimately declares us to be. Which mm-hmm. is righteous and and under his grace and and uh, covered in his steadfast love and, and faithfulness. So it just it just uh, not to beat a dead horse, but it just compels faithful living. It compels. Yes. It's the kind. It's that kindness of God that leads us to repentance, as Paul says mm-hmm. in Romans chapter two. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I just think that. Um, you know, if you want to live, if you want to live a genuine, authentic, real life, it's not, you know, going on this, uh, you know, bottomless quest to to find who you are and to and to you know dis- determine which one of the sixty-seven different identities that you can have and you know click the box for. It's it's leaning into who God declares you to be, who is, the, I mean, the only one who has that authority to declare who we are. So um, yeah. I, I just think, I think that's what the Christian needs to latch on to. Yes, yeah. And you, you mentioned earlier about 1 Corinthians 15, and, and then you quoted that it was the the gospel that we stand in. And in Romans 5 is we, we stand in grace, but of course it's called the gospel of grace. This is... You know, Christian life is—it's it, great. It's a life of grace. So, in the, over the next few weeks, uh, I think we're, we're looking at four or five weeks. We we wanted to zero in on the subject of of worship um, because grace leads us to worship. So. George, you and I have talked a little bit about how we were going to map that out. Do you want to just share a little bit what you're, what we're thinking as we go forward uh, for the next few weeks? Yeah, I hate to commit to anything because you know how these these episodes tend to go. <laughs> but I, I think I I think 
We know there are some subjects we right. know for sure we're going to talk about. Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I, we don't know the sequence, but mm -hmm. just in general, what is worship? And then what, what I found through this podcast and we going back, like taking a full circle to the beginning of what it's accomplished and, and if it's blessed people is, uh, first of all, my, my people love you on it. I, I think they say, oh, I listen to your podcast. I just love Darren. Uh, and it's always like, <laughs> and, and they that's it's because they don't have to deal with me personally. They, <laughs> yes, I can attest to that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, but, but so much of the feedback has been not just on the fluffy conversations or the intellectual conversations, but how we've connected our reformed Presbyterian theology with with life and how much it makes sense you know reform theology when people come to grasp and, and love and understand it they say it just makes sense of the bible you know and what i think i'm hoping we're, we're accomplishing here is that it it just it just makes sense of life you know it doesn't just tie all the bible verses together and and rather than view them as disconnected but it does that with life and so re reformed theology um, is about, you know, it, it has a very high focus on worship. Uh, and on there's the concept of the regulative principle of worship, and that, that really governs and guides what worship is, corporate worship in particular. And then, you know, we have a view of what the ordinary means of grace are. And if this is a podcast entitled Grace to Stand, let's, let's talk about that. Because when you go to church, and worship with the saints, like, are you, what, what are you hoping to happen there? You, you want a feel good message? Like more, more is, is, is happening there. And how do we, how do we tap into that? How do we receive God's grace in that? And so we'll talk about that. And as we talk about those things, it'll lead to discussions on word, sacrament, prayer. Uh, like you mentioned family worship. I think we've done episodes on family worship and we will probably do uh, connect that. I want to talk about whole life worship because how do, you know, the reformers very much viewed life as worship. And so, uh, while they had a very high, uh, per view of what corporate worship was, life was, was worship. And how, how does that play out? You know, and I think really like even that topic very much taps into what our current world is searching for. They're searching for meaning and purpose and, and identity and, uh, you know, searching for love in all the wrong places, as, as maybe the song says or whatever it is. But uh, when we when we have a view of life as worship, then we really get to understand our purpose and identity. And so we're going to go we're going to do a few weeks in it. I, I don't know. Remember how many. And but uh, I, I look forward to it because I. It, it's better than just me sitting here pontificating on something because that's where I get myself in trouble. But if we can, if we can sort of guide this confessionally and scripturally, of course, first, yes. uh, and then practically how we see this and live it and experience it, I think that's going to be helpful to our people. Agree. Agree. Well, George, it's always a good time. Thanks for jumping on today. And uh, we hope this has been a blessing to you over the year that we've been um, engaged in uh, this, this podcast as we, we, you know, began our time a year ago, uh, focusing upon the membership vows of the members right. taking the PCA, and and uh, those are those are 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 graces that God's not only given to us, but 
calls us to live out. We talked about the three uses of the law. We've talked about so many great things that, that we that we pray have been um, uh, beneficial to the souls of of our listeners and. We, we pray that in this coming year, if the, the Lord grants us that much time, that uh, he will use this in the hearts of, of many more folks. So, George, thanks for jumping on. We will be back next week, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Grace to Stand.